Hello and welcome to the Amanda Perry podcast, a weekly memo from my brain to yours. 20 minute brain slurp to listen to on your commute or run or while you're having a bath because honestly, who has an hour? Definitely not me. So the idea is a little bit from me and then a load from you. Every week I'll be asking for your questions on Instagram and I'll answer them on here giving you a little shout out along the way. <laughs> So welcome back to episode four. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad you all enjoyed last week's. Thank you for the lovely uh, comments and reviews and it really means a lot. It's quite weird sitting here just kind of talking to myself hoping that someone's going to listen. It's really nice to know that you do (laughs) and that you uh, like use the advice and that it helps. That's really good. That's the whole point of it. So this week I want to talk to you about what I've learned from tripling my team during lockdown. Now, let me just say that I know some people have had a really, really difficult time and this definitely isn't, you know, like some humble brag. It's a real learning experience and it's something that we've learned a lot from. And I think other people could probably learn a lot from as well. So lockdown's been really tough for everyone. The whole kind of COVID experience, whatever we're going to refer to it, refer to it as in the future, uh, has been really, really tough for everyone. Obviously, the the knock on effect of lockdown was that everyone had to start shopping online. We deal exclusively. So when I'm talking about tripling the team, I'm talking about soup mainly here, although the soup team obviously cover the hub as well. Um, but in in terms of my agency, Soup, everyone started shopping online. So we saw this huge uptake in, well, uptake in new clients, but also uptick in um, results and sales. And some of our clients' results just absolutely went through the roof overnight. Of course, we claim full credit for that. <laughs> Ecom was the industry to be in during lockdown and a lot of the businesses that we have as clients and the businesses that we help in the hub saw beyond Black Friday, Christmas kind of level results. It was absolutely bonkers for a few months there which was phenomenal, but that isn't to um, take anything away from the horrendous experience that people were going through in terms of health and and people who weren't trading online, you know, for the people who had brick and mortar stores or other many, many other businesses I know really, really suffer. So this isn't to come off um, as bragging or anything like that. There's just a lot that we learned during that time. So in terms of tripling the team, I've up until this point, I've been saying we doubled the team. And then at the weekend, I was thinking, hang on, we went into lockdown with six and we came out with 16, which is like nearly, tri- it's nearer tripling than doubling, isn't it? Give me that, at least give me that. So When I first started Soup, I said, I want a team of 10. I don't want to go over 10. Obviously, we've gone way over that. And we're in our first full year, really. So it's been absolutely phenomenal. And I just want to go over a few of the things that I've learned from that growth. And not only that growth, but that growth during a pandemic. So hiring during a global crisis where people are a bit nervous and making making a move is like a much bigger deal than it normally is. 
Um, and also managing a brand new team remotely. So yeah, obviously we've got the tech and that kind of thing that that is entirely possible. And lots of teams were working remotely, but when more than half of your team is brand new and they're brand new to the role, and the fact that we um, hire for fit rather than experience, we will we will do the the majority of our training in house. It kind of becomes quite a different a different. Um, uh, scenario really it's something that is it was quite unique to this time it's certainly nothing that I've ever been through before in terms of hiring and getting that new team and getting them rocking so there's a few things that we learned during that time and I would say the number one thing and my team will laugh at me if they hear me say this because this is like not uh, my thing at all but it all starts with the processes and I know that for most creative entrepreneurs you'll be sat there rolling your eyes thinking oh god don't don't swear at me and I'm exactly the same so I guess taking a step back from that one of the first hires I ever made in the business was Debbie who was was our ops manager is now our MD she is an old friend uh, an old colleague someone who was one of the managers in my first business that were which failed horrendously which I'll actually do a podcast episode on as well she was a manager there in that business she had to leave because things got so bad and she had you know a mortgage to pay and kids to look after and stuff and when I started this business we reconnected and she took a massive leap of faith and came and joined the business which was incredible like it, it really really meant a lot to me she is the person that allows me to be who I am. She's the person that basically sweeps up after my kind of hurricane, like whirlwind through the business. She'll be the one behind me sweeping up, making sure I'll say I've had this amazing idea and I'll kind of go off like bouncing off the walls and she'll go, okay, but what's the process? I'm like, oh, God, why do you have to make everything so boring? But everything comes down to the process. So it's never been more obvious than during lockdown where we really need to record how people are doing stuff. We need to train people in the same way. And when you're in the same office, you kind of take that for granted because there's that ongoing conversation. And when you're working remotely, you don't have that with all the best will in the world. And I'll go on to tools that we use um, a bit later, but even with the communication tools that we use, you don't have that natural kind of, um, that natural chat. So processes, 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 standard operating procedures are so, so important in any business, particularly in an agency, but in any um, business where you're looking at having a, a remote team. And the reason they're important is because that's where you start with, in terms of recruitment. So once you've got your processes set out, you can really start to see the areas that you're lacking. So when you're looking at your your customer journey, right from acquisition through to delivering the product or the service, through to the aftercare, you and you break that down into processes, you can really see what you're missing and therefore what you need to recruit for. And on from that, you'll see really clearly from the process what their role is, what their responsibilities are. Once you've hired, because you've got the process, you'll see really clearly if they're doing them or not. Which brings me on to my next point, which is hiring for your weaknesses. So I guess this isn't quite so um, 
specific to the pandemic thing but certainly when I look back at, at how I built a team that just works so well together like I pinch myself every day when I look at that te- at our team I'm not just saying that they're just an incredible bunch of human beings and it's really for me it's about hiring the right people and hiring for your weaknesses and it takes a while to kind of come to terms with that and even admit that you have any weaknesses but really hiring for your weaknesses and actually it takes quite a lot to admit that you're going to hire people that are better I think as as business owners we're natural control freaks so I think it takes quite a lot to hire someone that you know is going to be better than you in certain areas of your business like it's a real mindset shift Uh, I'm not too proud to admit that but it definitely is a mindset shift and getting people in the business that fill the gaps in your knowledge and fill your weaknesses really really is the key to success so hiring the right people sounds obvious but it's fundamental so many people hire people that are like them because they get on with them and they can have fun and they can you know it makes the workplace fun and that's really really important too that's so important we we definitely hire for fit but you have to have the right people in the right roles so the other thing coming off the whole processes thing, when you have the processes in place, it's really important that you know that the team are working to them, particularly when it's a, a remote working. And the only way you know that is by having KPIs, so key performance indicators. Again, I roll for any you know small creative businesses, but it's really, really important. I've been talking about this a lot in my accelerator last month when we were looking at the numbers. It's really important. I always think of it as you have your um, like targets as the destination on a map and your KPIs are kind of the, the points on the sat nav that are telling you if you're, if you're going in the right direction. You know, are you, are you on the way to hitting that target? Are you on the way to getting to that destination? So your KPIs are really important. And without those, it's really hard to assess whether people are actually doing their jobs or not. You might kind of get this sense of like, "Mm, I feel like so-and-so is like not around, not very communicative. I feel like maybe they don't quite get it. But without having these KPIs that are monitored uh, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, it's really hard to have that hard and fast kind of data about whether we have lots of people on the team who are are quiet and just crack on with their jobs. And it would be really easy to think, oh, maybe they're not quite performing because they're not, they're not vocal about it. And when you look at their KPIs, they're absolutely smashing it, which is brilliant. Hiring during a pandemic and a crisis. This is the last thing I want to talk about because it's a really, um, it's been a real learning experience for us. And there was a couple of people that we spoke to that kind of got quite far in the interview process and then got cold feet because it was quite near the beginning of lockdown. They were in mm, securish jobs. They were like, some of them were furloughed. Um, but at the time, I guess that wasn't seen as such a risk as it is now. I think people who are furloughed now are kind of thinking, mm, am I like ever going to get my job back? Back then, it was quite a secure thing because people were thinking, well, this will just be for a month or so, a couple of months, and then we'll be back at work. And regardless of that, you know, it was a it was a confusing time. Like no one really knew what was going on and people have mortgages to pay and responsibilities. And is it better the devil, you know, and all that kind of stuff came up. 
and I guess we didn't really have, you know, how can you how can you persuade someone or um, prove to someone that your business is secure? And I mean, no small business is secure, is it? Particularly at the moment, you know, you can't. There's no guarantees, are there? So it was quite it was quite difficult actually to prove that. And I think we did prove it, and we managed to prove it with all of them. We got some amazing people. But there was definitely a time there that was quite frustrating because it was you knew these people would be a great fit for the team and you'd really kind of thought, oh, okay, they can come in and take this role that we really, really need now because we're so busy. And then you're kind of faced with the with their uncertainty, which was entirely um, understandable. You know, it was really, really, I think anyone would feel exactly the same. So I think that was something that was really particular to the time and I guess you it would be the same as if you were hiring during like a recession or I don't know a slow sales period you get it a lot in agencies where people hire because they've just won some big clients and you're always kind of at the mercy of those clients going again you know if you if you're in the kind of agency with 10 15 20k retainers every month and you lose a couple of those that's a massive blow to the business so um, a lot of agencies work like that we don't work like that but a lot do and I know that in agency world and the type of um, team members that we were talking to that's a genuine concern as well so they would be my um, four points really just make sure you have your processes in place make sure you hire the right people so that when you are hiring you're hiring for your weaknesses you're not just hiring new friends you know they are people that are going to get the job done be aware that hiring during a pandemic and a crisis and I I guess even now even right now we're still hiring and we're still having similar conversations maybe not the same as it was during kind of peak lockdown but it's really important to be aware of the the things that you're going to the issues you're going to face while you're hiring during any kind of crisis and the last thing is to have the KPIs so that you know that people are performing when you're working remotely. I said I was going to mention the tools that we use. So we use um, Asana for project management. So we run our whole business and all our projects through Asana. Brilliant tool. There is a free plan. We use the paid one because we use a lot of the, the um, tools on there. Um, but there is a free plan and you can use it whether you use it just as a almost a to-do list that you can check off or you go the whole hog and you use it as projects, you can communicate with team members and clients. And it's a really, really brilliant tool. I really recommend it if you, I've been using it for years actually, and I always just used to use it as a bit of a brain dump and a kind of brain clearing thing where I would then go through a to-do list. We use it in a much, much more advanced way. And I'll be honest with you, I can't, it hurts my brain to look at our asana. It's just so, so crazy and so complex now, but there's loads of different ways you can use it. So I really recommend checking that out. The main tool we use for communication is Slack. And that's absolutely brilliant because you have different channels for different um, topics. You can have different people in different channels and it became during lockdown it literally became like our office it was the place where everyone would meet and chat and say good morning and um have quick calls you can make calls on there and you know just it just became it really did become like our virtual office so I would really recommend checking slack out it's kind of like a grown-up whatsapp for business (laughs) 
<laughs> but a lot more uh you can do a lot more stuff on there it's really brilliant and actually if you get a chance to check out the story of the founders it's really really interesting it was slack came as a byproduct from these um i think they were game de- or software developers and they needed a way to communicate and so they started building out this really kind of rudimentary like messaging platform and realized that it was really useful and then that became the product which i always think is really really interesting when businesses develop like that it's worth i don't know billions and billions of dollars now so they're my tips i asked for your questions on instagram and i got this really interesting one from um circa 88 football which is a football shirt um paraphernalia company which i will link to in the show notes Quick side note, if you're listening, Circa 88 Football, get a website. Stop just selling on Depop and eBay. (laughs) You need to get your own website. And their question was, what three non-negotiable traits would you expect from a business partner or a team? And I think thought that the reason I picked this one is because it's just really interesting in the context of what I'm talking about today. And also, it's something that we have really, I guess, because we've gone through this process, and I think because we have hired a few who weren't the right fit. So there's a few people that haven't uh, made it in the business because they just weren't the right fit. And so that really made us drill down to what is the right fit? What is this? We have really strong values in the business and and that goes for teammates and clients as well and one of our main values is would you want to hang out with them like when we're taking a client on one of our main um criteria of taking them on really is would we want to hang out with them would we want to you know would we invite them around for a drink would we want to like be mates with them that's so important to us because we work so closely with our clients and you know we want to look forward to getting on a call with them and really um enjoy the partnership process that we have with them so we kind of distilled the three um non-negotiable traits i don't know if you call them traits yeah they are traits we look at it as like you know EQ versus IQ so emotional intelligence and our three we distilled our three down into curiosity initiative and enthusiasm and they're really the three things that we look for we can train the rest we can train the skills you have to obviously have a general knowledge um, and a real passion for marketing and for business But if you don't have those three, you could come to us and be, and we've interviewed lots of people who are very, very experienced, brilliant, and really get it, but they don't have those three qualities and we haven't taken them on because of of that. And it was quite tough at the time, actually, because you're looking at someone that you know can do the job that you need doing. But when we're looking at building out the team and building out the agency in the way we want to, we know that they just don't quite hit the mark and it would be irresponsible of us to take them on knowing that, particularly if they're leaving a job or even during lockdown where lots of people you know weren't leaving jobs, they were looking for work. It just wasn't it just wasn't the right fit for us. So that's something really important. I actually listened to a brilliant podcast recently. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. And it was the Guy Raz um, podcast, um, How I Built This, which is one of my favorites. And it was with um, Daniel Mayer, the the chef from Union Square Hospitality Group, who own a load of restaurants in the US, including um, Shake Shack is one of his 
empires and he is an amazing chef and um hospitality uh extraordinaire you know he's a real figurehead in the hospitality um industry a lot of people look up to him and he was talking about this as well it's a really fascinating podcast I'll let you listen to it because he goes really deep into um the psychology of who they look for and the the kind of EQ traits that they look for as well but it's really really fascinating I recommend you go and listen to that I am going to link to it in the show notes it's actually a brilliant podcast if you have your own business and don't listen to how I built this I would highly, highly recommend you go and listen to it. I love the Instagram one. I love, which other ones do I love? Oh my God, there's so many. Rent the Runway was a brilliant one. Um, Zappos, this, oh, I could literally like listen to them all. Marcy Kilgore from Beauty Pie, she was another really good one. There's some fascinating ones on there. Five Guys, <laughs> I could go on, just go and listen to it, it's brilliant. I'll put it in the show notes. I'm also going to link to the Circa 88 Football Guys. Thank you for that brilliant question. Uh, I think, I just think it's so important and I guess... The you you said like what three non-negotiable traits would you expect from a, a business partner slash team? And it's kind of the same thing, you know, it's those those core traits, curiosity, initiative, and enthusiasm I need from anyone around me. You know, anyone that's like on my team, on my side, I kind of need those because that's what I'm like. I am like endlessly curious. I mean, initiative, you know, I can't, I think that's my biggest frustration. My biggest frustration with building a team is that people can't mind read. Honestly, like I just, if everyone could, if we could just invent mind reading, then my life would be so much easier. And enthusiasm, you know, if if you're not enthusiastic, then then it's kind of never going to work, is it? If you're like, we've had people who I'm like, are you okay? You you seem a bit bored. Like, you you know, how can you not be enthusiastic about the work that we do? It's amazing. So that's kind of how I feel. So I expect other people to feel the same way, which might sound a bit... um, it might actually sound a bit egotistical. I don't mean it that way. I just mean if you can't be enthusiastic about your job. And I've actually had this discussion where I'm like, you spend a long time at work. You know, I don't want to be either the cause of your unhappiness or, you know, you kind of you deserve to be happy for eight hours, eight, ten hours a day, however long you're working for. So, yeah, those are the three traits that I would expect in a teammate um or a business partner as well so thank you for listening today i hope you enjoyed that it was a bit of a ramble about um how we've tripled our team during lockdown which has been a crazy experience for everyone you know for the team the team members some weeks like yesterday we had two new guys starting on the same day and it's been it's been a ride I think everyone's had a ride of some sort, some sorts, haven't they? It's been a crazy, crazy roller coaster, and you know it's not over yet, is it? Let's see what happens over the the following few months. Um, but I can promise you, I will be here every week 
talking you through our adventure um, and hopefully helping you through yours as well. So thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe wherever you um, get your podcasts. And I would love it if you leave a review, if you've enjoyed it as well. If you've really enjoyed it, I'd love it if you shared it with a friend. That makes a huge, huge difference. And I will speak to you next week. (laughs) 